0: Section 50 of England. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The World's Story, Volume 9, England. Edited by Eva march Tapin Section 50. The Mystery Plays by Eva March-Tappin. Long before the Middle Ages, the priests in various countries often acted stories from the Bible, such as the birth of Christ, in order to impress them upon the minds of the people. These were acted in the church, then on platforms in the churchyard, but so many came to see them that the graves were trampled upon and it was decreed that they should be acted on other ground. These plays did not always follow the Bible narrative strictly, but added old legends or any incidents that it was thought would interest the people. For instance, in one of the plays of The Garden of Eden, when Adam took the apple, he apparently tried to swallow it whole, for the play says that it stuck in his throat, causing the Adam's apple. In the play of The Slaughter of the Innocents, an old tradition is brought in that, by mistake, Herod's own baby son was slain in the play of the Shepherds. The honest men talk together about how to care for their sheep. They sit down and eat their supper, bread, butter, pudding, onions, garlic, and likes, green cheese, and a sheep's head soused in oil. a noble supper as one of them calls it. After supper, masters and boys are wrestling together when a bright star blazes out. They kneel down and pray to God to tell them why it was sent. Then the angel Gabriel appears to them and sings, "'Glory to God in the highest! On earth peace, goodwill toward men!' This is sung in Latin, of course, as it would not have seemed to a writer in the Middle Ages at all respectful to represent an angel as singing in English. The shepherds have rather a hard time with the Latin, but they make out some of the words. They talk about the singing. One of them says of the angel, He had a much better voice than I have. Then they sing together a merry song the angel appears again and tells them that christ is born in bethlehem after they have gone to find him the three shepherd boys set out to follow their masters they wish that they had something to carry to the child but they have only the few things that they use themselves one therefore gives the child his water bottle which he says is good only it needs a stopper the second takes off his own hood for a gift, and the third presents him with a nut-hook to pull down apples, pears, and plums. In almost all of these plays there was considerable fun-making and horse-play. Just as the good folks of the Middle Ages saw no harm in making a pilgrimage, a merry and entertaining little journey, so in the mystery plays they demanded to be amused as well as instructed. In the play of The Flood, Noah's wife is indignant that her husband has worked on the ark so many years without telling her. She declares that she will not enter it, and she finally has to be dragged in by Noah and his sons. Herod struts about the stage. HE BOASTS HOW MIGHTY A KING HE IS, AND HOW EASILY HE CAN DESTROY THE CHILD WHO HAS BEEN BORN IN BETHLEHEM. THEN THERE MUST HAVE BEEN LOUD GUFFAWS OF LAUGHTER FROM THE AUDIENCE WHEN THE DEVIL RUSHED IN AND CARRIED HIM OFF. SATAN WAS THE CLOWN, THE FUN-MAKER, AND WHENEVER HE APPEARED PEOPLE WATCHED EAGERLY TO SEE HIM FOOLED AND CHEATED BY SOME GOOD SPIRIT. He always wore a dress of leather, ending in claws at the fingers and toes. The souls of the good were dazzling in their white coats, while the wicked were robed in black and yellow, with sometimes a touch of crimson. When Satan and his evil spirits made their appearance, they came by way of Hell Mouth. This was a great pair of gaping jaws made of painted linen and worked by two men. A fire was lighted to look as if Hellmouth were full of flame. Some of the items in the old expense accounts are amusing reading. For the mending of Hellmouth, for keeping up the fire at Hellmouth, sound rather alarming. One item was for a barrel to make an earthquake, another was for a beard for St. Peter, and yet another for a quart of wine to pay for hiring a gown for the wife of herod long before the plays became so elaborate as to demand so many properties they passed into the hands of the craft guilds in the early part of the thirteenth century most of the guilds fixed upon corpus christi day for their chief celebration they marched in procession carrying sacred pictures and images of the saints often members of the guild took the parts of bible characters and at length the whole bible stories were acted these were played in pageants or great lumbering wagons two or three stories high the lower part was covered with a curtain and here the actors dressed the second floor was the stage upon which the acting took place the third floor if there was one represented heaven An attempt was made to have each scene as realistic as possible, for instance, the stage directions for the play of The Creation ordered that as many animals as could be obtained should be suddenly let loose. Each guild has its own special play. One would play The Three Kings, another The Crucifixion, another The Murder of Abel, and so on. In England, they were so arranged that the main stories of the Bible were played in the biblical order, beginning with the creation and ending with the last judgment. Early in the morning, the ponderous pageants were dragged out to the different streets of the town. Sometimes men of means paid a good price to have them stop in front of their houses. As soon as a play had been acted, each one moved on and acted the same play in another place this was usually continued through three days and a person who remained in one place could see the whole cycle of plays while if he cared to see any one of them repeated he had only to follow the pageant to the next street the plays were entertaining and that was reason enough for bringing together a good audience moreover to attend them was thought to be particularly good for one's soul and to do something religious and be entertained while doing it was regarded by the good folk of the middle ages as a most excellent arrangement as for the guilds at first they looked upon presenting these plays as an honor and also a religious privilege they chose the actors from their members and paid them in proportion to the length of their speeches and the amount of stage business for which they were responsible In the play of St. Peter in Coventry, the man who did the crowing was paid four pence, but when he also attended to the hanging of Judas, he received ten pence more. The Guild had to pay these charges, buy costumes and keep them in order, and provide good provisions for the actors at rehearsals. It is true that collections were taken up in the street to help pay expenses, but the burden was still a heavy one. Then, too, trades changed with the changing fashions. Sometimes one trade was divided into two. In 1492, the blacksmiths and the bladesmiths in a town separated. This resulted in two weak guilds instead of one strong one, and the whole expense of a pageant was a serious tax on each. As time passed, the guilds made strenuous objections to keeping up the plays. But now the law stepped in, and in many towns they were required to produce their pageants or else pay a large fine. In London, a number of guilds still exist, but the procession which takes place whenever a Lord Mayor is to be inducted into office is the last reminder of the old trade pageants. End of section fifty. This recording is in the public domain. Recording by Alan Mapstone in Oxford, England.